You're listening to the Nutrition Awareness Podcast, where we firmly believe food should fuel your life, not restrict it. Each week, one of our registered dietitian nutritionists will motivate and educate you with accurate and reliable nutrition information to help you achieve your health goals using food. Whether you struggle with yo-yo dieting, weight loss, portion control, or simply just understanding the right eating patterns to get real, lasting results, you're in the right place. I'm Dietitian Kate, nutrition expert, ex-cardio bunny turned barbell junkie, and your host for today's episode. Are you ready to dive in? Hello, everybody. If you are listening to this specific episode, there is a very good chance you are one of the many people stuck in a cycle of goal setting and then excuse making. Like, you know you should be eating healthier, exercising consistently, prioritizing your health, doing the thing, but you just have trouble following through for the long haul. But if you're like one of those rare humans who do not struggle with falling off track now and then when it comes to your health goals, we as a collective group of excuse makers envy and congratulate you because we're significantly lacking in this department. I mean, it really sucks being your own worst enemy, and I honestly wouldn't wish it upon anybody. For the longest time, I was a professional cop-out, you could say. I had this wizard power of being able to create excuses out of thin air just to get myself out of doing hard work. I would justify pancakes with syrup and whipped cream for dinner because I deserved it after meeting my daily step goal or whatever. I would rationalize staying up until midnight because how could I sleep after that desperate housewives cliffhanger? Real OGs, no. (laughs) But then like I would blame not getting my workout in the next day on my lack of sleep. It was a ridiculous cycle. Can anybody else relate to this? When it comes to sticking to a healthy lifestyle, our minds control everything. Depending on where you are in your journey, Your mindset can either propel you forward or it can hold you hostage in this go hard or give up cycle that so many of us find ourselves in. In today's episode, we're going into why, 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 why you keep procrastinating the actions you need to take to become that healthy, thriving, glowing person you need to be. You might be thinking to yourself, yes, okay, this is it. This is exactly what I need. I am finally ready to throw out my excuses and my health journey, it starts right here, right now. No going back. But then there's a small little voice in the back of your head saying, yeah, but you have said this before, haven't you? Well, I want to equip you with the tools to help you change this habit once and for all so you can set yourself up for success and stop buying into the nonsense your brain is selling you. I wanna help you grow into the healthy, happy person you are meant to be instead of keeping yourself locked up in this I'll start tomorrow state of mind. During this episode, I'm gonna share actionable steps that you can take today to get yourself out of this rut for good. But before we do that, I want to take a moment to recognize our sponsor for this episode and all of our episodes, to be honest. It's the Daily Accountability Program, our very own coaching program at Nutrition Awareness. 
The daily accountability program, we call it DAP for short, is like having a registered dietitian and accountability coach in your pocket or your fanny pack, whatever you wear. It's for motivated individuals looking to start, stick to, and reach their health or weight goals using the power of personalized nutrition coaching. I say power, but power means the science and the art. I think it's an art. DAP is the best fit for anyone who is struggling with not knowing how or what they should be eating, when they should be eating it, and anybody who is having trouble with that consistency piece. Megan, the other dietitian on this podcast and who works at Nutrition Awareness, she is the owner of Nutrition Awareness, she and I take you through an initial nutrition consultation before we even start the daily accountability program. And here we help you formulate the perfect personal plan based on your needs, your food preferences, and your goals. We go in depth with what you should be eating and doing to see results without restricting your diet. We make sure your relationship with your food and your body actually improves. Throughout the program, we'll help you navigate your hunger, overcome cravings, fuel your workouts or your workday without feeling deprived. Then we hold you accountable to the plan every day for the entire 30-day cycle with one-on-one support, education, motivation, problem solving, all on a virtual program so you do not fall into the old habits of slipping up. Our goal is to help you build the foundation of your healthy lifestyle so you'll have no choice but to create lifelong eating and exercise routines that you can stick to. Then you can finally reach your goals without having to go on another stupid diet or restrict your calories or start again next week. We all know that. I'll start again on Monday. No, no, no. That that ends today. We make sure our clients who go through DAP feel confident in their ability to maintain their personalized diet no matter what life happens to throw at them. That way they never have to waste their time or money on another stupid fad diet that burning pill, oh my god, our metabolism boosters, don't even get me started. Those things are such a waste. And definitely no more cookie cutter weight loss meal programs ever again. Those things are garbage. <laughs> if you follow Nutrition Awareness on Instagram and you've been soaking in our content for a while now, let me just tell you what we post on social media and on this podcast, that's just the tip of the iceberg compared to what we teach our clients in the daily accountability program. Since nutrition is so personalized to the individual, we tailor all of our evidence-based diet recommendations and coaching to your specific needs. Not your coworkers, not your cousins, not your mamas, your specific needs. To ensure we are able to give our DAP clients the personalized attention that they deserve throughout their 30-day program, Megan and I only take five clients per month. That's because we take this really seriously and we choose the clients who we think we can help the most because they prove to us they're motivated. That's why we have an application for the daily accountability program. We're always accepting applications, but cycles for the daily accountability program typically happen at the first of the month. So the sooner you get your application in, the sooner you can reserve your spot if this is the right fit for you. If you are ready to change your life, Megan and I both invite you to explore this opportunity with us. 
To apply for the Daily Accountability Program, go to form.jotform.com backslash nutrition awareness backslash DAP. Okay, I'm going to say that again so you can grab a pen and paper and write this down or put this in the notepad of your phone. It is form.jotform.com backslash nutrition awareness backslash DAP. In fact, if you are listening on a platform that happens to have notes at the bottom of the podcast, I'll be sure to link this application into the notes and you can apply there. If you have any questions about the Daily Accountability Program, our application form has a question section. It's not going to hurt just to apply. If you apply, there's no you know, buying in. You don't have to put your credit card in. It's just to see if this is the right program for you. Once we get your application, one of us will reach out to you personally and let you know if your application was approved. And if you had any questions, we'll answer them for you there too. Okay, now let's go ahead and talk about the common reasons why you keep making up stupid excuses either to not start making healthy changes or to not stick to them because we all know both can be an issue. See, our brains are really good at making up reasons why we should or should not take action. Oftentimes, these excuses have underlying patterns, meaning those thoughts that hold us back from the beginning of one thing may also be the same ones that keep us from moving forward even when we do start. The first reason that you keep making excuses could be because you are a perfectionist. Perfectionism and procrastination are sisters in the family of self-sabotage. One of the first things I ask clients who make comments about always putting off their meal prepping or signing up for that half marathon they've been buzzing about or having that talk with their family about changing what kind of meals or foods will be available in the house is, do you consider yourself a perfectionist? I honestly think this catches people off guard sometimes, but the answer usually ends up being yes. They're oftentimes overachievers in work or school, and they want everything to be perfectly planned and organized in order for them to take action. Let me paint the picture of what this person usually is like. They're typically overachievers in all areas of their life, including their relationships, their home. It's probably really clean and tidy. Kind of looks like it came from a home and gardens magazine. They got really good grades and beat themselves up when they didn't get straight A's. At work, they're just kind of known as being the person that goes above and beyond and does everything right. In fact, a lot of people probably praise you if you're an overachiever for your accomplishments. And you might take a lot of pride in other people admiring you. A lot of overachievers tend to describe themselves as people pleasers, or they at least value others' opinions of themselves a little too much. They put a lot of emphasis on the things other people say about them. If you're an overachiever, it's probably really important for you to appear to have it all together, whether you actually do or don't. So when it comes to your health goals, perfectionists, You want to look and feel like you're doing everything right because that's just how you go about life. 
You're someone who is constantly concerned about the minute details when it comes to your health, like crafting the perfect diet plan down to the macronutrient or writing your grocery list in order of the route you take through the store so you don't miss any ingredient in your four-page recipe. Or maybe you don't sign up for the gym until you fit into a size small legging because you're afraid of what people might think of you if you go to the gym in a bigger size. You might be someone who gets caught up on Google and you're Googling 800 different fasting protocols before you actually choose one just to try for the hell of it. Rather than actually taking the first step, you tend to spend a lot of your time planning, making lists, researching, watching YouTube videos, which uh, beware, there's a lot of weird information on there. You might be on Instagram all the time, just reading a bunch of posts or linking to blogs. You're likely someone who compares yourself to somebody or everyone that you know. But at the end of the day, when you look at yourself in the mirror, you know that despite all of the reading and the researching, you didn't actually make real progress. You just spent your precious time obsessing over the details, which made you feel productive, but it really wasn't. See how this can accelerate procrastination? These little actions seem harmless until a whole nother day has flown by and you haven't actually done anything to get you results. Even if it seems like you made progress on the outside and all these other people see and comment on you planning and curating, you know in your little heart you're not actually living up to a fraction of your potential and as an overachiever, that hurts. It can feel embarrassing and shameful so you don't talk about it with anybody. I should note that a lot of perfectionists tend to be binge eaters as they want to seem like they're, quote, perfect or clean eaters and 100% committed to their diet all the time in public, but they secretly stop at 7-Eleven or something on the way home and eat donuts in private. I mean, I know this because I was this. I wanted everybody to think I was the perfect dietetic student, the perfect nutrition expert, and so nobody could ever see me eat anything that wasn't clean, but then I would go eat in private. This isn't everyone, but a lot of binge or emotional eaters tend to fit into this prototype. The perfectionist person also tends to plan and overthink to the point of overwhelm. And the truth is, when we feel overwhelmed, we don't take action, we just freeze. It's a vicious cycle. So if this is you, I want to help you break it. Start by acknowledging your use of planning and perfectionism as a soothing distraction. If you don't take action, then you will not fail. Procrastinating action is your way of avoiding messing up and looking stupid and ruining your overachiever image. Ultimately, it's avoiding the possibility that you're not worthy of being a healthier version of you, especially in the eyes of others. One thing that helped me with this realization was embracing the idea that being perfect was not what anyone expected or even wanted from me. None of my friends wanted to be friends with somebody who was this perfect diet Barbie who never had fun and let loose and had a piece of cake or a drink once in a while. And if I'm being honest, I didn't want to be that kind of person either. She sounds boring. Get real with yourself if you are a perfectionist. Your family, friends, co-workers, the ones who matter, they're still going to love you, regardless if you order a cheeseburger instead of a grilled chicken salad with dressing on the side at lunch. I feel like a lot of us try to be perfect to earn kind of some kind of love or maybe validation from others. 
And we fear if we don't live up to those imaginary standards everyone holds us up to, we'll be rejected. This might be stemmed from childhood, but I'm not a psychologist, so I won't go there. I just challenge you to kind of reflect on your own patterns throughout your life. The truth is, your real friends are going to love you and support you no matter what you eat or how many miles you can run or can't run. In fact, them and everybody else is probably going to relate to you even better if you can laugh at the fact that you went to the gym with your tank top on inside out or you forgot to defrost your chicken. However, they will respect you more if you don't let those things cause you to give up or spiral out of control. If you want to reach your potential and improve not only your mental and physical health, you must, 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 must let go of your need to be perfect. Recognize it for what it is, an old survival mechanism that isn't serving you anymore. Stop letting your brain talk you out of doing things because they aren't perfectly planned out and curated. Simply act and fine-tune the process as you go. Your perfectionism will probably serve you in the reflection piece of your health journey, meaning you can go back and figure out what you could do better and how you could grow and improve. Here's how to get started. If you want to say, eat out less and cook more at home, keep it simple and just do it. Pick a healthy recipe. Don't spend hours. Set a timer. Give yourself like 10 minutes to pick out a healthy recipe. We got tons on our blog. Screenshot the ingredients and just go for it. Don't obsess over the macros or the garnish. And if it's messy and imperfect and doesn't taste exactly right, take pride in the fact that you just did it, that you just made a healthy meal for yourself and didn't order out. Then measure your success, not by how it turned out, not by the Instagram photo, but your willingness to try it again and again and again and again. If you wanna begin training for a race, Don't waste any more hours researching routes, track shoes, heel strikes. Lace up and start. Just get out there. Once you build up the confidence to show up every day or every day you plan on running, then you can narrow in on the details and ascend. But you can't start with the minuscule points. Reason number two, you keep making excuses. You don't really know what you are working towards. Another initial question I ask all of my one-on-one clients at our first coaching session is, what do you want to achieve out of this coaching session? More often than not, they'll start off with a vague answer like, I want to look and feel healthy. And while that's all fine and dandy, it leaves a lot of room open for interpretation. What looks and feels healthy to me may be totally different from what it looks like to you. Or maybe you don't even fully know what it looks like and feels like to you at all. And that's okay. Most people don't take the time to sit down with their dreams and plan out a clear vision for themselves, specifically in the area of health. But how can you properly map out your journey if you don't have a specific destination? From here, I lovingly force my clients to get more specific. What does healthy mean? What does it feel like? How does it look? Does it mean being able to wear whatever you want with confidence? Does it mean managing your PCOS symptoms with food and diet and not stress? Does it mean improving your relationship with food by finding the right balance of fun foods and nutritious eating? And then I ask, how will being healthy change you and your loved one's life? What about your relationships, your confidence? How will being healthy impact your mood, your energy, your hormone balance, your work performance? 
And once my clients are able to visualize and embody their health goal and understand the weight that it carries on their overall life trajectory, then they feel more connected to this goal. Realizing how reaching your goal will positively impact the trajectory of this goal intrinsically because you're motivated to work for it. On the flip side, knowing what it will cost you and your loved ones not to work towards this goal can also be what keeps you focused. Understanding if you don't get your diet under control, you are increasing your risk of chronic diseases, shortened lifespan, higher medical-related expenses, or whatever it is, might be the kick in the butt that a lot of us need. If you're not sure what you're working towards, I challenge you to carve out time today, or at least tomorrow, but the sooner the better, to paint the picture of what your top health goal or goals look like and feel like to you. Get so freaking clear on this vision that people will think you scrubbed it with Windex. No streaks, no grime, no room for interpretation. This exercise is best done pen to paper and should be several pages long. I tell you, make it fun. It's not homework. Play some chill background music, get comfy on your couch, make yourself a hot cup of herbal tea and reflect away. Oh, that sounds so cozy. And once you're done, keep it in a place where you can revisit it often. Open faced in a journal on your bedstand or taped on your bathroom mirror. Even post it on a bulletin board in your office. Whenever you feel like you've lost your drive, revisit and revise this vision. Remember, it can change as you grow and evolve. Third reason you keep making excuses. You have this all or nothing mindset. If you find yourself starting the week off strong but begin to fizzle out by Wednesday or Thursday, you may be too hardcore for your own good. Not to bring up astrology, but I'm an Aries and this is my downfall. I face everything head on with tons of enthusiasm, but then I get bored or distracted with a new goal or idea after just a short amount of time has passed by. Regardless of your sign, you might be relating to me a lot right now. If so, I'm going to call you out on this ever so familiar cycle. Here's how it goes. You start off with a dream, how you want to look in a bikini. You'll be so confident talking to your preferred sex and you'll be running marathons on the reg and you get so pumped the fuck up about this vision. So you start off all in mostly on a Monday. (laughs) It's when I tend to see it happen. It's probably on a Monday and you dive into this health goal with guns ablaze without stopping to take any time to ease into it. On paper, the goals you commit to don't even seem that hard. It's a lot easier to fantasize about meal prepping three meals a week or saying no to sugar for a whole month or walking two miles every single day while you're on the couch scrolling on Instagram. But once you start, you kind of realize how much work and time it is. After just a few days, your old habits start to haunt you and your brain makes some reasons up on why you should quit. Like, oh, you had a long day, skipping one workout isn't the end of the world, and aren't you sick of doing dishes? Uber Eats is so much easier. You deserve a night off. And now let me say really clear that the problem is not that you took a rest day or that you ordered Uber Eats. The problem is that you created a bunch of unrealistic, crazy rules based off some ridiculous post someone made on Facebook, or maybe it's a diet you heard on, God forbid, Dr. Oz. And just like anyone else would be, you were unable to meet these crazy goals for long because you either A, made too many changes at once, or B, 
went from zero to 100 real quick with the intensity of those changes. In fact, I'll even add C, it could be a combination of both. Therefore, when you inevitably mess up, once you break one little rule that you made for yourself, it becomes a domino effect because you think, why bother? Skipping one workout turns into giving up entirely. You just kind of lose your enthusiasm because you broke course. Committing to cooking at home turns into getting takeout three days in a row. One piece of dessert results in a whole one-week sugar bender, and this cycle reinforces to your subconscious that you're a failure. It trains you to believe that you cannot stick to a healthy lifestyle because you've tried so many times in the past but failed. If this is you, you might be feeling extremely called out right now, and for that, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But there are a few reasons why a lot of us gravitate towards this all or nothing balls to the wall cycle. The first being, we're enthusiasts. We get excited and we want to pour our heart and soul into our goals. It feels good. It feels good to be excited about something and have something to live for again. But our passion often clouds good judgment and proper execution, leading us to burn out too quickly and give up. As a society, we all collectively seek instant gratification. So patience is a skill and consistency is the secret sauce that a lot of us just don't have in stock in our kitchen. I mean, you can't sprint to the top of Mount Everest in a day, right? It takes one foot in front of the other over and over day after day. But that's kind of hard to visualize and accept because we just like things quick. And a lot of us only look at the big picture of our health goals and glaze over the process in between point A and point B. We set our sights on that perfect physique, the big fitness goal, or the health aspiration without breaking the journey down to get there into digestible little chunky chunks. If you are an all or nothing person, the first step is looking yourself in the mirror, calling yourself out, and recognizing that this approach has not gotten you long-term results. So it's time to change. Notice I said long-term results. I find a lot of extremists have been on fad diets before where they lost the weight or saw their physique change pretty rapidly. The problem is they were unable to maintain these results and regained the weight and often a little bit extra. Don't believe me? Scientific studies show this to be true. Over 80% of people who lose weight, five to 10% of their body weight, which isn't a whole lot, tend to regain it within two years, two years. So how do you become the less than 20% that keeps it off? You swear off committing to any 30 day fitness challenges and stop cutting calories until you reach a goal weight. You need to focus on replacing those not so helpful habits with better ones. In fact, commit to just two or three habits at a time and don't even stress about anything else until these two or three changes become automatic. For example, let's say you commit to the following three changes. One, you're gonna replace your weekday nightcap glass of rosé with herbal tea or water. Sorry, big baller. Two, you're gonna plan and prep a high-protein, fiber-rich breakfast five days per week. And three, you're gonna walk your dog for at least 200 minutes per week spread throughout as you please. No matter what random diet advice you hear from your neighbor, the media, Susie with the big butt on IG, 
These three habits and only these three habits need to be your priority. You can't let yourself get overexcited about things you hear people chatting about on the streets. Gotta keep your eyes on the prize and stay focused. Now, of course, there's going to be days where you're feeling super motivated and jazzed and you walk more, you throw in an extra workout, but that's just fluff. That's just going to add to your results. The power is just consistently executing those three habits every day. It's non-negotiable. And once you find yourself easily choosing the tea over wine and prepping breakfast or getting your walking minutes in, then you can begin to build on these habits or commit to more. This works because it helps you build a trusting relationship with yourself. See, dieting convinces you that your brain is a failure. It enforces the idea that you're unable to stick to anything because extreme fad diets are designed to be short term, but they lead you to expect long lasting results. That's how they get you to buy in. Once you inevitably fall off the wagon with any kind of ridiculous diet or intense training regimen designed for Olympic athletes, you revert back to all of your unhealthy habits because you think, why bother? I can't even stick to anything. I'll never get healthy. By putting 100% into just a few seemingly small habits at a time, you begin the process of boosting your confidence. Think about it. If you can prove to yourself you can follow through with the actions you said you were going to follow through with, then you rewire your subconscious brain to believe in your capability. I like to compare this to having an intern at work. When you have a new subordinate, you'll assign them a task. Let's say it's to make 100 copies double-sided every morning before the 11 a.m. office-wide conference. Small task, but it's important. If your intern successfully executes this task and shows up with 100 copies well before 11 a.m. day after day, you begin to have faith in him. So you assign him bigger tasks to tack on to his daily copy-making routine. You don't even have to tell him to make copies anymore. He just does it. Each time the intern completes the task you assign him, your trust in him grows, and as does the success of your company that you're building. Eventually, that intern can take on bigger tasks that move the needle dramatically in your business. Your business being your health, right? On the flip side, if the intern fails to execute these mundane tasks because he only sees them as mundane, you begin to see him as unreliable. The more often he goofs off or cuts corners, the more he reinforces the idea of being untrustworthy. So therefore, you don't have high expectations for him. You just give him busy work that doesn't have a real impact on the growth of the company and just wait for his little semester to be over so you can get him out of your hair. (laughs) In this case, your brain is the company and you are your own intern. Assign yourself seemingly small tasks and execute them flawlessly over and over again, and then promote yourself to bigger habits once the simpler ones become automatic. The best method I have found for this with myself and our DAP clients is with an old-fashioned pen-to-paper task list. I call it the top three. Start by making a huge, huge list of the actions you need to take to reach your ultimate goal. These should be actions you can control, not goals based on desired outcomes. So if your goal is to reach 30 pounds, the steps that you're going to list are going to be improve diet, begin an exercise routine, stop stress eating, 
sleep at least seven hours of night, you get it? Then you take those actions, those big steps you need to take, and you break them down into uber-specific daily actions. Saying you're going to improve your diet is just too vague, and it doesn't give you a lot of guidance. It doesn't give you that clear vision that we talked about. But eating less than 21 grams of added sugar per day, or cook dinner at home five times per week, or consume 64 ounces of water a day does. It gives you clear direction on what you got to do. There's not room for interpretation there. List as many action steps as you can think of for each lifestyle change or step that you listed. Then pick the top three to focus on first. The ones you pick should challenge you, but not overwhelm you. They should be things that are going to move you forward. If you feel a lot of pressure by these three things, break them down to be simpler or less intense. Then every day in your agenda, calendar, or on a separate pad of paper, write down your top three tasks. It may seem monotonous, but the repetitiveness breeds habit. Revisit this top three list throughout the day as you complete each task successfully and mark it off with gusto. Every time you do your thing, scratch it off, draw a big heart, give yourself a little yay, like a little pat on the back or whatever. However you celebrate by yourself, you do you boo. If one of your top three tasks is to do something five times per week, revisit your list on the other two days and replace it with something else related to that task. So if on Saturday you've successfully repaired your healthy breakfast Monday through Friday, decide to challenge yourself with ordering a vegetable instead of fries at dinner because that was on your original list. If you want help or need accountability with this process, you can apply to the daily accountability program, that DAP program I talked about at the beginning of this episode. We will help you master this process and design it specific to your goals, needs, lifestyle, etc. Again, that application is linked below. Okay, are you guys ready for the last reason I'm going to talk about on why you keep making excuses over and over again? That reason, my friends, is fear. Ah, fear. Yeah, this one's a biggie. So many people keep making excuses to quit or not even start a health journey because they secretly fear the process of change itself and what it could mean. It could mean they fail and that scares a lot of people. The idea of messing up and not actually getting to where you want to be is overwhelming and scary. Or a lot of people just fear the process of itself being too hard They fear making the investment or compromising relationships. They fear what their friends or family is going to think when they start to actively work to improve themselves. Embarking on a health journey, no matter what anybody says, is scary because it means leaving your comfort zone and risking disappointing others or yourself. And I'm here to tell you, this is okay. In fact, it's good to feel scared about making changes, in my opinion. If you're not a little bit nervous, apprehensive, or anxious about it, you might not want it bad enough or know what you really want, in which case, go back up to number two. But the truth is, the best things in life happen on the other side of fear. It's while you're challenged mentally, emotionally, physically, that you're able to transform and grow. Instead of telling yourself that cliche advice to just be fearless, I want you to instead recognize and befriend your apprehensions. Don't try to talk your way over them or convince yourself they don't exist because that's a lie and you know it. You know it. 
Rather, I want you to lean into them with open arms and say something ooey-gooey cheesy like, come here, you big fat fair, and give me a hug, all right? Get weird with it. Use these internal fears you have about changing your life as leverage to improve. What's scarier, right? Going to the gym for the first time or staying the same, staying the person you are right now, forever and ever? What's scarier, throwing out all of your Oreos and Cheetos or continuing to use food as an emotional comfort when you're stressed or sad? Going through ups and downs, risking mess ups or failures as a means to improve or staying consistently average but never satisfied, tell me which one's scarier? Which is scarier, explaining to your friends why you're not going in on pizza and beer this weekend because you're trying to lose weight or waking up every weekend for the rest of your life with a booze hangover after yet another long bender. The truth is both sides of the health equation are kind of scary and uncomfortable. In this moment, you're just comfortable with your present level of discomfort. Wow, that was a tongue twister, right? Let me say it again. In this moment, the reason why you're not making changes is because you know you're uncomfortable, but your brain accepts this level of discomfort. And it's comfortable, it's adapted. You have coping mechanisms, you talk yourself out of things, you convince yourself you're really okay when you're not. You're used to being this uncomfortable. Your brain tries to convince you to stay the same because at least you know how to cope with being, I don't know, overweight. You're familiar with emotional eating. You've survived this far feeling sluggish, moody, bloated. I'm telling you, you have to train your brain to opt for the other side of scary, knowing and trusting the end result is worth it. That's a big part of it, right? Trust. It's really scary to just kind of have faith that all of these changes and sacrifices you make are going to actually result in something that's worth it. But I'm telling you, and I'm promising you, it is. I have never, ever met somebody who took and embarked on a health journey that scared the pants off of them, that changed their life, that rocked their routine, and didn't regret it because they stuck with it and came out on the other side better. Honestly, going on a health journey, as cliche as it sounds, I'm sorry I keep using that term, health journey, it's like a theme park roller coaster. It's terrifying at times, there's ups, there's downs, but it's mostly exhilarating and fun. The process is actually fun, I promise. You're gonna grow to love it. And when you step off of this health journey, you're gonna feel invigorated and you're gonna embrace the thrill of it all and you're gonna seek out the next one, right? You tackle one challenge and you learn to love it and your brain starts to actively seek out new, scary, challenging things. You lean into it. And if there was some magical wand I could wave that had the answers on how to do this, I would. But I'm telling you, there's only one answer, and that is to stop second-guessing yourself and stop letting your fear hold you back and decide to do something that makes you nervous, that makes you feel a little bit, ugh, like gives you those little bubble guts, right? That makes you just think like, oh my God, like I don't know if I can do this. If you're getting that mental sign of fear and doubt, That means you want it bad enough and that's something that you should listen to. Reframe your perspective. If you're scared, you deserve this. You earn it, okay? If there is something right now that you know you need to be doing, that you know you need to take action on and fear is what's holding you back, you have no choice now after listening to this podcast 
to take action. Whatever it is, whether it's related to exercise or whether it's having a conversation with somebody close in your life who has been holding you back and you need to just draw some boundaries. If it's throwing out a bunch of crap in your kitchen and deciding to go stock up on healthy meals, even if it doesn't really appeal to you and you're scared of going in the grocery store and you're scared of being judged buying a bunch of healthy food or you're scared of whatever it is if walking into a fitness center whenever they open, right? Do it. It's scary, but you'll walk out on the other side happy you did it and proud of yourself. And like I said earlier, you'll build that confidence and that trust in yourself like the intern to continue making changes. I want to invite you, if you are nervous about making changes or you don't really know where to start, to again apply for that A Daily Accountability Program. We've got text boxes in that application where you can pour your heart out to us and explain to us all of your struggles and whether the program is the right fit for you or not, we'll help you get started working on all of these excuses and overcoming them. No matter if you experienced one of these excuses to be personal to you or all four of them in some form or another, because I've been through all of them. I used to be queen excuse maker and and sometimes to be honest, I still am. I still do find myself making up excuses on why I shouldn't do something. But it's it's a lifelong journey and we are here to start it with you or pick it back up again if you need it. I hope that you apply for the Daily Accountability Program and I hope to get in touch with anybody who found this episode to be helpful. In fact, if you found this episode to be really eye-opening and insightful or maybe it spoke to you on a whole nother level, please screenshot it and share it on social media, whether it's your Instagram stories or your Facebook feed, on the Twitter. We're not really on Twitter, but (laughs) if you want to share it anyway, that is what really helps us grow and meet more people and help more people. Screenshot it in your stories on Instagram, on Facebook, and tag us. We're on Facebook at Nutrition Awareness and Instagram at Nutrition.Awareness. Don't forget that little dot. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will catch you on the next episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you for listening. I hope this episode was helpful. For topic requests or to apply to be a featured guest, please email kate at orlandodietitian.com. Want more nutrition awareness? Check out our blog for recipes, nutrition tips and tricks, as well as product recommendations. Our website is www.orlandodietitian.com. Dietitian is spelled D-I-E-T-I-T-I-A-N. This has been Dietitian Kate, and until next time, keep it real 